Hey, welcome to the Afikra Community Podcast. This series features a presentation every single episode given by a member of the Afikra community. Every single one of these people you should know is not an expert in what they are talking about, but rather they are driven by their authentic curiosity to learn something new about the Arab world, its histories and its cultures. Each one of these presentations is the product of the person going through our workshop series, finding a topic that they're curious about, honing that question with us, and developing it into a compelling presentation. Some of these are long presentations, about 45 minutes, and some of them are what we call Africa Forwards, where they're simply recommending something for you to check out. The goal is to highlight scholarship that already exists, to celebrate it, and to learn. I hope you enjoy it. If you're interested in learning more, go to africa.com slash library. Thanks. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Um, uh, thank you, Bethena, again, for the awesome introduction. Um, the forward I'm uh, presenting today uh, is called the People's Champs, or uh, in Arabic, Batar uh, al Grandizer. Uh, I'm based in Boston, and uh, I'm excited to, to share uh, this cool article that I found with you guys. All right, uh, so the article that I'm forwarding is actually an article from Arab News, uh, and the title of the article is How Japanese Anime, uh, in particular Grindizer, Galvanized the Arab World. Uh, it's, a, it's a very interesting article, um, and if you grew up in the Middle East in the 80s or the 90s, uh, you probably will recognize who this gentleman is on the right-hand side, the super robot, UFO robot, uh, Grindizer. Um, Instead of the golden arches of McDonald's uh, in the Arab world, kids grew up with the golden horns of Grindizer. Um, so if you've never seen him or if you've never heard of him, I'm going to tell you a tiny bit about him. And then I'll tell you why, why Grindizer resonated so much uh, in the Arab world. Um, so on this slide, um, you can see a picture of the creator of Grindizer. His name was Kiyoshi Nagai. Uh, he goes by Go Nagai. And he actually created Grindizer in 1975. So it's a long time ago. Um, this is him, uh, I think a few years ago, autographing uh, a model of uh, Grindizer. Uh, he was kind of the first person in Japan to create uh, basically a UFO type animated series where there was a pilot and you can kind of fly around and be in outer space. Um, so you can tell why a lot of kids and, and people kind of loved it and were able to, to dream big. Um, and he kind of created the standard. So most of his animes about robots became kind of how they measured all the subsequent uh, animes and, and uh, cartoons that came out of Japan. Um, Grindizer himself is actually part of uh, a trilogy called the Mazinger Trilogy. Uh, and it includes Mazinger Z, uh, Mazinger, the Great Mazinger, and then the last one was UFO Robot Grindizer. Uh, all of these were actually very popular in Japan. Uh, but Grindizer was not the most popular. It was probably the least popular of the three. Uh, but that was not the case in, in the Arab world. In the Arab world, Grindizer was the uh, one and only uh, anime, and he became the most popular. Uh, so on the next slide, um, uh, there's uh, an image of kind of the poster of what Grindizer looks like. This is kind of the, the advertisement for the anime. Uh, and if you don't know anything about the show, or if you're too young to remember the storyline, uh, I just wanted to kind of tell you a tiny bit, but the story is basically there's this planet called Vega that's run by King Vega, who's this big bad monster who's uh, going around uh, at basically attacking all these other planets. And he so happens to attack uh, the planet Fleet, uh, which is a neighboring planet, and he destroys it. It becomes a wasteland and no one can live there. 
But before he destroys it, uh, the crown prince, who's uh, Duke Fleed from Fleed, uh, manages to escape, uh, but not without uh, his super robot, who is Grindizer. So Grindizer with the golden horns, and here on the right in the red suit with the mask is uh, uh, Duke Fleet. Uh, so they actually run away, uh, and they so happen to land in Japan, and actually right beside Mount Fuji. And uh, kind of like Superman, they wanted to start a new life in Earth and not worry about uh, things uh, elsewhere. But unfortunately for them, uh, King Vega and his followers, not the vegans, but the vegans, um, actually follow them and they start attacking them on Earth and they set up their kind of outpost on the moon and they start fighting back and forth. And so Duke Fleet and Grindizer are basically trying to stop them. The show actually first uh, was shown in the Arab world in the 1980s. It was picked up by the national television station in Lebanon, Tel Aviv, in 1980. Uh, and then it was picked up by Kuwait TV and Saudi Channel One. Uh, it was the first show that was dubbed uh, in Arabic. Uh, this one was actually dubbed by Jihad Al-Atrash. Uh, and then the intro song was actually, uh, a special one was created in Arabic for the show. And it was sung by Sammy Clark. Um, and eventually it became one of the, the most popular foreign icon in the Arab world. And uh, here on the right is actually a small clip of the intro. I'm just going to play a, a quick blurb of it uh, to give you guys a taste of kind of what kids used to run around and, and sing in the streets. So let me know if you can hear it. أجل سلام فوق الأرض في كل الأصقاع. So if you were able to capture that, um, you were able to see uh, King Vega, the big bad monster, and then you were able to see the UFO spacer uh, with Grandizer inside it, and then the pilot who's Duke Fleet. Uh, sorry. All right. Uh, so why was it so popular in the Arab world? And this is, I think, the most interesting part of the article. Um, the timing of the release of Grindizer in the Arab world definitely was the biggest part in why it kind of picked up so well. Uh, in the 1980s, there was a lot of conflict. There still is a lot of conflict. But at the time, um, there was a lot of conflict in the Arab world, the Arab-Israeli conflict, uh, the Lebanese civil war. Um, and so Grindizer was basically uh, a way for children to kind of escape, right? If they were seeing all this violence and, and, um, and troubles outside their bedroom window, uh, this was a way for them to find a hero, a super robot hero, uh, him and his uh, crown prince basically fighting the evil King Vega. Um, almost kind of like a, a David and Goliath story, right? This big bad King Vega and... Um, he, he's he's fight, he's being basically fought off by a super a superhero, and you can kind of fly around. Um, the other thing that did also help was um, for the time the production of this was actually pretty good. So now we look at it and we kind of laugh because uh, we have 3D animation that's much much more advanced. But at the time uh, in the 80s, this was actually very very good production. Um, so if you haven't seen Grindizer as a kid, you've probably seen him as an adult uh, because Grindizer became the people's champ in a lot of the Arab world. Uh, they call him Batar al-Shaab or the people's hero. He's also a sign of protest and an icon of hope. Um, 
So the picture at the top actually uh, is Arabic calligraphy. It's graffiti depicting Grindizer uh, with the shadde over his eye. Um, and it's by a, a group of graffiti artists called Ashikman, uh, based in Lebanon. And you can see it's inscribed below. It says Batul Shab. Uh, and wherever you go in the streets of, of Beirut, you'll see this all over the place. Um, and then in the rest of the Arab world, uh, the building on the bottom left, this is actually the site of a building in Kuwait. Uh, you'll see their spacer and grandizer basically kind of flying above it. Um, and then on the right-hand side, uh, it's not very clear, but this is actually a Persian rug uh, that's been kind of embroidered with grandizer on it. Uh, so you can see he, he became basically uh, not just a cultural icon, but a pop art uh, icon. So you can get T-shirts and you'll see them on murals and pins uh, and everywhere. Um, and so what's next? Um, if you are interested in uh, Grindizer, uh, I would encourage you, if you have kids or if you're just interested, to watch one of the episodes. Um, they're available on YouTube and they have millions of views, mostly by Arabs. Uh, but then uh, the other show, uh, which also became very popular, the article doesn't mention this, but uh, if you're curious, there's uh, Captain Majid was also another uh, Japanese animation called Captain Tsubasa. Uh, but when it was brought to the Arab world, it was named after Abdullah Majid, uh, Saudi uh, football player. Um, and uh, it became very, very popular. Uh, there's an article about it here, and you can also kind of uh, watch it on YouTube uh, if you're interested. And nope, we're not going to watch this. And that's it for me. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, uh, reach out to me on Instagram uh, or send me an email. Um, I'd love to connect. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. Four quick final notes. The first is, if you feel like watching this presentation in video form, look us up on YouTube, subscribe, hit that bell, do all that good stuff. Second is, if you ever feel like attending these events, we have them every Saturday, and you can find out more information at afikta.com slash rsvp. The third is, if you feel like developing a community presentation, we have workshops that are free and open to all every two weeks. You can go to afikra.com slash workshop. And the fourth is that our work is made possible by the hundreds of people around the world who are inspired by our work and want to build this movement. Please consider becoming one of them and supporting our, our work at afikra.com slash support. Thanks so much. Have a great day and see you next time.